We are very excited to announce we're hosting our first Meetup in the Left Field 2022 on October 21st in Columbus, Ohio. We have Zoomed together for two years, and it is beyond time to meet face-to-face. The primary purpose of this meeting will be to meet your fellow left fielders, as well as to meet and interact with some of our community's favorite sponsors and professionals. The plan is to host a special infielder event Thursday night, October 20th, which will include appetizers, drinks, and the opportunity to connect with your Zoom friends. That will be followed by a full day of networking and meetings on Friday, October 21st. The cost to attend the event is $250. Members of the infield community will get a $100 discount and a free month of membership if they sign up before September 15th. We hope to see you soon in the left field. Hello, left fielders. This is the Infielder Spotlight Podcast, powered by Left Field Investors. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go. Welcome to the Infielder Spotlight episode, where one of our infielders shared their story with host Chad Ackerman. Listen in to gain insights from our community on how to create financial freedom through passively investing in real assets that generate real cash flow. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Infielder Spotlight. I'm your host, Chad Ackerman, and with us today is infielder Anthony Humphreys. Good to see you, Anthony. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, great to be here. It's an honor. Great. So we like to start it off. We're here telling stories to see if we can give confidence to some of our community members that are maybe in a place that you've been in the past. So we kind of jump into the journey and understand where you've come from, what you're doing. Why don't you start out by letting us know a little bit about yourself? Where do you live? What do you do for W-2? Those kind of things, if you have a W-2. Yeah, sure. Live in Lexington, Kentucky right now. So center of the state, wildcat country. <laughs> and I uh, grew up not too far from there in a small town, Campbellsville. And uh, actually, I learned that my great grandmother cleaned the county toilets, including at the jail. So I kind of say I'm still in the same business of providing <laughs> clean toilets. For still people, doing toilets. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. Great. But yeah, I moved up to Lexington to go to college in 96 and graduated 2000. They small school. They kind of pushed you out in four years, thankfully, <laughs> and was looking for a house. It didn't make sense to me to rent. So I kind of was looking for a house. I actually went out of town over the summer and it fell through. There were a lot of liens on the house, it turned out. So that was my first lesson. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and Turned out uh, the next year I was able to get a house and a FHA loan, 3% down, and had two roommates that paid me 200 bucks each. So that's kind of how I got started in the investment world. You did the house hacking model then, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nice, good. So that's where the journey started. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and maybe the, how you got to the point where you are today. Yeah, sure. So started there as working for a nonprofit and real estate just kind of made sense to me. So I would buy a house down the street and fix it up, move into it with my roommates and rent the old house out. And so actually I wanted to work for a nonprofit overseas and it didn't quite work out. So I kind of just fell into the real estate thing, kept doing it, didn't really aim to. Yeah. 
But I think in 04, I had maybe four houses and maybe the end of 05 or 06, it was eight. The next year, 17, and it just kind of kept doubling. But I kept them on the same street because as most passive investors know, it can be a pain to manage your own stuff. Absolutely. (laughs) So I like to keep all that on the same street. And then eventually met a guy, Biff Buckley is his name. He owned an insurance company in town, fourth generation Lexingtonian. And uh, he had sold his insurance company, owned a couple of high rises in downtown Lexington. Just a great guy. But we kept trying to look at stuff around campus to invest in. So he invested passively. And I actually, I threw in the same amount of money that he threw in. And then I charged a little bit of a fee on the property management side. We bought 143 units. And so I always kind of tell other guys looking to get into the business, I didn't charge a promote. I didn't charge a fee. There was no broker's fee. There was no nothing, you know, because this guy was taking a risk on me. So he got a deal. It turned out I was okay. Right, right. (laughs) But yeah, so I think he uh, saw something in me that I was a hard worker and willing to do that. And so he wanted to invest. So worked out and he continues to invest with me today because, uh, we bought 125 townhomes, actually March 12th of 2020. We closed on those. That was fun. Right. And uh, right he before. ended up investing in those too. Yeah. And then I've, I've done a couple other syndications, rounded up those original 21 homes on that same street I just mentioned, sold those to a group of eight investors, and uh, we continue to, to manage those. And I did take a promote on that, that kind of thing. And then just recently syndicated that deal plus, I don't know, it was 322 bedrooms total around campus. Mm. So I actually syndicated that and did the whole promote thing. And I think we ended up with 28 investors in that deal. So a little different route, I guess, than the typical infielder. Since you are here listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're investing with a group of people. Whether you're investing with family or friends or like-minded people in the left field investors community, group investing is a strategy that can get you into more deals, help you diversify, and go beyond what you can achieve by yourself. Before TribeVest came along, it was difficult to overcome all the hurdles associated with group investing. It was basically a strategy reserved for the wealthy. Not anymore. Now, TribeVest helps your group with everything from incorporation, collaboration, banking, and equity management tools all in a single place, so you can focus on building wealth with the people you know, like, and trust. I'm using TribeVest for all five, now six, of my investor tribes. It's a game changer. Check them out at TribeVest.com. The first annual Spartan Investor Summit is an exclusive two-day experience on California's iconic Lake Tahoe. 50 serious investors and eight amazing speakers are gathering at the Landing Resort and Spa for this intimate event focused on knowledge sharing, meaningful connections, and recession-resistant investment strategies that will help you live your best life. Featured speakers include Clint Coons, Rich Fetke, Rom LaPointe, Vicki Schiff, and Toby Mathis, along with Spartan's own Scott Lewis, Ryan Gibson, and Ben Lapidus. If you're ready to learn more about recession-resistant investment strategies while meeting like-minded leaders from around the country, click the link on our podcast page to learn more about the sessions, speakers, and adventures that await at the Spartan Investor Summit. Space is limited, so don't wait. 
So we've got a mixture, but I like that. Yeah, it is a little bit different than the LP focus area that we usually do. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, becoming active in the GP side of things of syndication. Maybe you could speak a little bit about, I don't know if you've weighed the LP versus GP side of things very much. Maybe you could speak to what pulled you into the GP side a little bit more, because I think a lot of people in our community may be kind of on the fence as well. So I think it could be helpful. And that's a great question. My brother-in-law, Mark Henry Shooter, is actually an infiller as well. So he's a great guy. I think he's pretty involved. <laughs> yes. And he almost had me totally convinced to go to the LP side <laughs> because, wow, we were talking about how it's relatively easy for each of us, me and Lexton, him and Columbus, to raise money. So maybe we could just do the raise the money side and not worry about the management side of things because that seemed a little easier. Kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it just seemed like, why not just invest and then take those promotes and keep rolling them in? And he showed me the model and the run out for that and what you can do with it. Yeah. And it's like, if you invest in a syndicator that knows what they're doing and is doing what they tell you that they will do, then you can know what to expect. And if you're okay with that, then that's a wonderful model. And in Mark Henry's case, he's got a W-2 job that he loves yeah. and he, he makes decent money at it, right? So it's kind of like why get into the mess of managing the property and raising the money and being responsible for other people's money. And I mean, I was looking heavily at that <laughs> and uh, I didn't go that route, however, just because I already had a management team in Lexington and some deals popped up in Lexington, a key guy that's my COO now come around we bought an office building as it turned out so we i felt like i had to pick one way or the other yeah which is not probably not necessarily true i could still definitely invest passively but sure. since i've built this entire infrastructure it just kind of makes sense to me that i invest in myself and building that infrastructure and kind of that syndication gp side yeah but i definitely see the value of not doing that way because i mean i've got a full-time that is my full-time job gotcha yeah <laughs> so, you're not in a w2 this is what you're doing these days that's it yeah, yeah. so if you don't like property man it's I would give an analogy, actually. I've heard I wanted to get my pilot's license because I actually married a gal from Columbus. And I hated that drive from Lexington to Columbus. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get my pilot's license and just fly a little helicopter up there. Or something. There you go. And uh, I started inquiring about that. And they told me if I was doing it just to be efficient and get to places, don't do it. Like, it's got to be something you actually enjoy. Hmm. And uh, I would almost compare that to GP versus LP. Like, if you don't yes. enjoy managing property and dealing with all that stuff, don't do it. Go the Invest LP positively. route instead. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think that's good advice. I think that's what a lot of people flirt with. I know personally, I looked a lot at doing the GP side and maybe co-GPing on a deal and following somebody around to really cut my teeth. I've walked around with a couple sponsors just to follow them for a couple days and see what they go through. And while I'm in a W-2, I thought, boy, there's just no way I can manage. It just doesn't seem to fit my lifestyle, my time based on my available time while I'm in my W-2. Now, I get out of my W-2 one of these days, who knows, maybe it's a different story then. But I like that you laid it out that way just to help people that are kind of thinking this through. Yeah, understand. It's it's not a hobby you're going into. It's a job. So be excited about that if you're going to get into it. 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or else you're just buying misery. It's just not worth the money, right? <laughs> not. That's exactly <laughs> Which right. is probably why when you retire, you might choose not to do property management. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I have a lot of people tell me too. Once you go passive in LP side, it's really hard to get out of that and go be active again. So we'll see. Yeah, Time well, will tell. You might be tempting me again. Here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So along the way, one of the questions we like to ask is what are maybe some lessons learned or some advice that you'd have? Any advice to have somebody think through if they're looking at that GP route instead of LP, what flirting with that, what, what would you steer them to maybe look into before they make a decision? Gosh, that's a good question. I think if you just take an assessment of where you are in life, kind of like we were talking about, like, where are you in your W2 job? Do you enjoy it? Does it make the kind of income that you enjoy? I think the biggest tip is to not be in denial when you're making the decision to live in reality and to know you can't sometimes do both. For me, it worked out because I worked for a nonprofit on campus. And so my summers were free. So during the summers when I would kind of, and that's where I realized I really made my money was a general contractor because I would fix these things up myself. Gotcha. And then I would refinance them, pull the money out. Uh, I think they call that now the the Burr, Burr method. Yep. <laughs> method. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I was doing before I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and so it made sense to me with my life circumstances to do that. But I think just looking, taking a sober look at reality and just where you are in life and really what you want to bite off and if you really enjoy it or not. Yeah. If it's all based on money, to be quite frank, it's kind of like building a house. You can GC it yourself. You don't know what you're doing. You don't have relationships. You don't have discount on supplies. And you don't save any money building your own house. You yeah. could have let a builder do it and cost the same. Kind of the same with being a GP or an LP. If you're not real experienced at it, it's almost better just to give the money to an LP who is, and you might end up making the same money, but yeah. with a, a lot less headache. Well, it's like you got to factor in what's your time worth in all of that. You got to pay yourself along the way. So you yes. factor that cost in on top of the regular cost of the actual work. How does that factor in against paying a GP to do it? Somebody else, being an LP and paying a GP to do it instead. So. Yes. I that's good yeah, advice. That's right. I guess good advice. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad again that we get kind of the different flavor to this than what we usually get. What are uh, next steps? Where are you going from here? Any flirting with the LP side, planning to stay in the GP side? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So our company is called Eden Companies. And so I like to say that we invest in nonprofits and alternative assets. I actually had a guy joke with me that he had invested in a lot of businesses that didn't make any money either. <laughs> they were nonprofits, <laughs> but but not quite that kind of nonprofit. But alternative assets, I did passively invest in an insurance company that was started up and in a construction company. So I have that experience of trying to vet operating partners just like an LP would. But I, I realized I needed to really stay in my lane and do what I was good at, which is multifamily. And uh, so that's our route is growing that multifamily side. And we're uh, closing on two other apartment communities in September right now. Yep. And got another, I think, three or four in the pipeline that might even close by the end of the year. So good. All in the Lexington area? You sticking to the local market still, too? We are right now, yeah. Yep. And it's just because we've got 
I don't know, about a dozen and a half or so team members around right now. And so we can kind of create that synergy. We know the market really well. And I always kind of thought if I went to another town and thought I'd found a deal and claimed I couldn't find one in Lexington, it's probably just I don't know some of the hair that's on that other deal. So that's kind of been my philosophy, but we've been fortunate to be able to be creative and find some deals around Lexington and love the area. So we're going to stick with that for now. But if the deals dry up here in Lexington, then we are looking probably go an hour and a half out to say Louisville and uh, Covington, Cincinnati area. And then that dries up a little more. Maybe we'll venture out three hours and hit Columbus. So yeah, you'll be up in Columbus before you know it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, Anthony, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story today. This was good stuff. Again, a little something different for people to hear that there's many different avenues that we can go in this syndication world. So really appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. It was great chatting with you this afternoon. Absolutely. And thank you to all the listeners that have joined. I hope you uh, enjoyed the conversation today and we'll see you next time in the spotlight. At BAM Capital, we democratize institutional grade multifamily assets for the individual investor. Since inception, we've averaged over a 31% annualized return net to our investors. My name is Ivan Barrett. I'm the founder and CEO of BAM Capital. I sincerely hope you go to the website capital.thebamcompanies.com and check out BAM Capital. Hi, this is Ryan Steig, one of the co-founders of Left Field Investors, and I wanted to thank you for helping to build one of the most unique and engaging communities out there. You've brought your own skill sets, experience, and knowledge to help create tremendous value in a community that we could never have anticipated. We're excited to hear the stories that each one of you have to bring through this podcast series and to be able to share with our podcast listeners. We want to thank you again for your tremendous value that you've brought to the community and to help it become what it's become today. Thank you, and we can't wait to hear your story. Thanks for hanging out in the infield with us today. If you're interested in becoming an infielder, you can find us at leftfieldinvestors.com or you can send me an email directly at chad at leftfieldinvestors.com. Thank you for listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. If you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.